0: Hello, I'm Dr. Margaret, and welcome to my show, Journey into an Unknown World. Some of you have been listening to my shows on and off now for six months, and I really want to thank you all for coming back and listening over and over again, especially to some of my past shows. As you know, I like to take the normal and strange and give a different slant on different things that we normally think about. Now, today what I'd like to talk about is the first five years of our life. And I have a CD called You and Can Do which I'd like to tell you about later. But let's first think about your first five years of life. Can you visualize with me? Think back. Imagine yourself lying on a surface and wriggling your arms and throwing your legs around and laughing because someone is saying peek-a-boo, a boo and you're laughing <laughs> and giggling. Isn't that nice? Isn't that a good idea? Isn't it lovely? So, what would you do today if you lay on the floor and someone did it to you now? Would you giggle? um, Or would you say, I'm embarrassed and I can't do that now and make some kind of excuse? Let me give you another thing to think about. You've seen something across the room. It looks attractive. You might try that right now. Look at something, see what it is, and then imagine that you have to struggle to sit up. You know, pushing your arms up, trying to get straight, and then pulling yourself up onto a chair, maybe a bit wobbly, and then looking across the room and with great glee and enthusiasm and a lot of giggling, toddle across the room and get there and touch whatever it is that you are interested in. Perhaps you'd like to do that now. Get up, see something, walk across the room, pick it up and touch it. And see if you thought about the effort that it took to get up and walk across the room. Well, I'm sure, unless you're sick and you've got some body aches, you probably got up very easily and went over and touched something very easily. And you do that every day. But you never stop to think about it, right? The fact that you learned to do this a long time ago. Okay, let's visualize something else, okay? Now you can toddle across the room. Let's think about watching people. And they're all talking and saying stuff. And they're making funny faces. And you haven't a clue what they're talking about. And you're really focusing and you're trying to pay attention. And you hear one word over and over again. Good boy. Or good good, smiley face, and you smile some more, and you feel great again, well, that was a long time ago, wasn't it, and there's lots of things you learned as you started to walk, to talk, to touch, to feel things, and slowly, little by little, You got confident and of course by the time you were two, your eyes were bright with questions. Let's stop again for a minute. Maybe you're still young and you can think about yourself when you look in the mirror and you can see those wide-eyed expressions, but perhaps not. Maybe you're as old as I am, I'm nearly wow. But I can still think about the idea that I can see that little glimmer of light in my eyes when somebody says to me, Do you know something? And I look at them and go, No, not really. I'm making excuses now. I'm too old. But wait, hey, I'm never too old really. In fact, right now, I'm trying to learn to communicate on the computer. I've been twittering. You know, I've been getting answers back. It's wow. And then here I am doing the radio show, and everyone's listening. Wow. Well, I have to remind myself that all those years ago, when I first learned to do something, when I was around two and a half years old, I suddenly knew I was learning stuff. Because everyone around me was saying, good girl. And I felt good. And I didn't doubt myself. I thought, hey, you know, this is what life's about. Just learn stuff. But then there were those days. Awful days, really. When somebody didn't have a nice smiley face. They had a miserable face. Can you imagine looking at miserable faces all day? I bet you can. Especially today. How many miserable faces did you see while you went shopping? Have you ever stopped to think what a child is looking at when they stare at you? Do you know that you actually stared at people when you were that age too? And you were looking at them and saying to yourself in your own little way, Uh I don't like that. Or, ooh that's wonderful but of course you hadn't learned all those words yet so all you knew was to make sounds well the closest we can get to understanding well the closest we can get to understanding that today is to stand and watch someone speaking a foreign language and they are saying things, and we haven't a clue what they're saying. But we can tell by their expression if it's a good expression or something they're upset about or angry about. We don't like the feeling they give us. We don't like the tone of their voice. Well, that's what we were like when we were very little. We went around saying to ourselves, hey, I don't like this person. I don't like this feeling. But we couldn't put it into words yet because we didn't have much of a vocabulary. I can't even say that word. Vocabulary. Vocabulary. Isn't that funny? Actually, I must have learned that word a long time ago somewhere, but you know what? I'm still falling over it after all these years. Do I want to erase it? Of course I do. But should I? Not really. Because I have to admit that that reminds me that all those years ago I had a job putting my mouth together, putting my lips together, and learning to say the words. I remember that my mother and father kept saying, thuh. And I'm blowing bubbles out of my mouth. I can actually remember that trying to go th, to say a th. And I had a word I used to fall over and still do sometimes, and that was able, to be able to do something. Somehow, that always fell out of my mouth as table. And I try again. I want to table, and everyone would laugh. Why did I fall over that word, and why did I have a problem speaking? Well, I didn't really know why, and I didn't really question it, but I wasn't very happy when I was sent to elocution lessons to pronounce and to speak clearly. Yes, I did learn to speak well. But it didn't really do me much good because I was still unable to put my tongue around all my words and of course sometimes it was hard to remember things. Years later I found out about dyslexia. I had no idea that I was dyslexic. I went to a good school, I did lots of homework. I got nothing but C's and D's, and I thought I was pretty stupid. It wasn't till the years went by and I had my eldest boy, and he had the same problem. He couldn't get his mouth round words, and he definitely couldn't tell the time or sort things out when he got to be about four, so he wasn't so smart, I thought. But actually, by the time he was 10, somebody had found out about dyslexia. And for those days, he was one of the first children to be diagnosed with it. Before that, anyone who couldn't say very well what they wanted to say, or couldn't write very well, or couldn't pronounce words particularly, foreign long words, then they were in trouble. But I had another thing as well. I love dancing. In fact, in my mind today, even when I'm watching the stars dancing away on television, in my mind, I can do all those steps. But you know what? When I was young, it wasn't easy. In fact, my dance teacher would say, okay, we're doing some hop skips and jumps and ballet points to the right, and I knew exactly what I had to do, and the music started, and for some reason I couldn't control, I went off to the left, time and time again. Oh, it was frustrating. Yes, I thought, why can't I just do the same as the other girls. They get it so quickly. They can put all the steps together. They can remember the order. All I could do is remember the steps but mix them all up. So I like to be creative. I used to put on the music and just dance away on my own in my own little world. I was the prima ballerina of the century. My parents used to look on with pride. And even to this day, I still think, hey, I'm a really beautiful dancer. But the truth is, it's in my mind. My body's older and I can't do all the things I used to do. But even so, I'm still wondering, what did I think back all those years ago when I was under five, when I was learning all these things? What was going on in my mind? Well, it's not easy to go back that far. Some of us can remember being two and a half or three. We have odd events that we can remember. For example, I remember climbing up a tree. I was so excited to get so high up. And I was up there and I was swinging on branches and I felt like I was a monkey. And I was having such great fun until I started to come down. Oh, it was a long way down. (laughs) And guess what? On the way down, I tripped and I fell. And I was hanging out of the tree by my skirt. Yes, we used to wear dresses in those days. And it tore. And I slowly slid to the ground. It was serious. And I had to go home and tell my mother what I'd done. And I was expecting such a reprimand such punishment because in those days you know dresses were expensive and all I got was do you realize how dangerous that was you could have broken your neck and I could feel my mother's fear and I realized oh there is a danger in the world something I have to be careful with And even today, if someone asked me to jump out of a plane, I can tell you right now, I need 24 parachutes all backups to the first one, just in case. Of course, it's ridiculous, but that's what I think. That's how I feel. But why? Why did I impress myself so much all those years ago with my mother's feelings of fear and my experience of falling out of the tree why did I make a little message in my mind that from that day on there was danger? But of course, we could all say, Hey, you know, there's a lot of danger out there, especially in this time with lots of people running around, letting off bombs and doing all sorts of horrid things to everyone. Yes, this world isn't as safe as it was many years ago, we can say. But that's not true, really. We've all been through wars before. We've all been through terrible times. We've all had bad weather. We've had all sorts of things happen. But somehow we find the courage and the energy to move on. So what is it? What is it inside us that makes us pick ourselves up, dust ourselves down and start again? Now let me talk about children that don't learn so easy. I wasn't very dyslexic only a little bit and my son was pretty pretty dyslexic but not all the way. In other words he could read a little bit and uh, today he does pretty well because we did a lot of work on the way he processes in his mind. Well today there's lots of children who are autistic and there are lots of children who are Worried, anxious, nervous, afraid. So I decided I'd like to help these children because I had a son who was problematic himself. And from there I found out I had nephews who also had the same thing. And in time I found out that my sister was dyslexic and so was my mother. So, hey, I had a genetic gene. I had something in there that was kicking in and something I didn't particularly want to happen, but I couldn't control it. So that made me go on a search. And little by little, I started to realize that many of the children that I knew during my early 30s and 40s were suffering with some form of dyslexia. So I decided to sort that out. I asked mothers if they would allow me to work with their children, and during that time I also met some mothers who had children who were suffering with autism. In fact, I'd like to tell you a little story. There was one child who was so badly controlled, or shall we say not controlled by his conscious mind, but rather by his unconscious um memories from in the womb that he couldn't even move himself, yet he was fully conscious of being present on earth. So what were we doing? We thought we needed to teach him to learn to move. The normal things that a baby does like wriggle their hands and move their arms and get some coordination going. So there we were, three women, one moving the legs up and down and backwards and forwards while the other person was making the hands touch, singing songs like pat a cake, pat cake, baker's man, bake me a cake as fast as you can, giggling, saying peep a boo, while the third person was making the boy's head move backwards and forwards and side to side. It seemed rather silly, but we were all dedicated to teaching this child that this body would move. And given six weeks, he began to copy. And given another six weeks, was soon moving his body on his own. So that was a big step in the right direction. But how are we going to get this child who was a year old to understand that he could sit up? So we got the high chair, we strapped him in, and every time he went to fall from left to right we would prop him up with pillows so that he couldn't fall anywhere and at the same time we got a spoon and we made noises with it and we had him focus on the spoon by making noises tapping it, banging it and little by little he began to follow the spoon so then we knew that he could hear and he could see and it wasn't a problem Well, at that point I suggested that we start to sing. Everybody said, I can't sing. And of course I said, yes we can, we can all sing, and we started singing silly things like God Save the Queen, because nobody seemed to know too much. But it worked, and over time this child began to make noises. They weren't exactly singing, but, you know, making noises when a child hasn't said anything other than cry was amazing. Well, unfortunately, after that little while of working with that child, I had to move on in my life, so I wasn't a part of that program anymore. But I never forgot it. And the years went by and I worked with other children who had learning disabilities. Terry has twins. And one was autistic and the other a little bit nervous. So I started to work with her children. And as a result of the work that we did, I made a CD called You and Can Do. The whole idea about it was to take a child back in time, back to the womb, and back to those early years, and to do it in the way that a child likes to hear things. So I was talking like this Hello, my name is Can Do. I enjoyed doing that one. Well, I made it for girls and for boys, and she worked with it. And given time, her son was able to focus and talk, make sentences, and improve greatly, while the other one became more aware of self. Today, they're 17, 18 years old, and the growth that they've both gone through has been amazing she says that she could write a book about it all but you know time ages things happen and things pass by but while those years were passing i was busy experimenting asking other mothers who had children that were in quotes abnormal to listen to you and can do and much to my surprise Time and time again, these mothers and fathers were coming back and saying, I don't know what's happening, but it's working. The other interesting thing was that while the autistic children were listening, their siblings were also listening. And they were going from D and C grades to A grades. And something even more interesting was happening the parents were listening too because they were watching their children listening to make sure that they did listen and what happened was they too became more confident, calmer and more focused on their life in ways that were very positive. So now I'm beginning to think wow I've hit on something that really works so without telling anyone why I found some seniors I knew these people were procrastinating. They were saying things to me like, Oh, I can't go out at night. I can't see. Or, Oh, I don't think I want to join the senior citizen things because they're all boring and nobody likes me anyway. Or, I don't want to drive. I'm too scared, too nervous. You know, all these kinds of excuses. So without telling them, I just said, Here's a CD. I'd like you to listen to it, and you tell me what you think when you've listened. And those people came back. They did listen. And what's more important is they said things like this. Well, I don't know why you asked me to listen to this. This is for kids. But I'm going to go down now and meet my friend at the senior center because I joined yesterday. Or, you know, I just renewed my driver's license. I'm going to start driving again. So I started to think, wow, here are people who are in their 70s and 80s who are getting a new release on their old selves and a new idea on what their new self is going to be. It worked. It didn't matter what age a person was. So at that point I thought, why is this working? So I started to think about it. I would like you to think about it. Go back in time, lying on your back, giggling, seeing something you want to touch and go and get it, crawling around on all fours, not questioning how you look or how people see you, talking in a babbling way in the beginning, I want that cookie comes out with absolute no word form but some sounds that you want to say. You didn't think, gosh, I look stupid, or is anyone you know, bothering to judge me? You just did what you wanted to do. That inner you is the foundation stone upon which you built in the world. That part of you that is still there deep inside you that is pushing you to try, to do anything you want to do, to talk to read, to write, to learn. And this is the time to really start learning. This is a new age. I've talked about that on my other shows. And this is a time of change, and everyone's talking about 2012, and here we are in 2011. Can you believe that? 2011. And we're all talking about the numbers, and the tragedies, and all the things that are going on. But we haven't stopped to say, hey. I can do anything, I can do anything, yes you can, you can walk, you can talk, you can clean your teeth, you can do anything. So now that I've tested you and can do over 20 years, I've decided to make it available for anyone who would like to have a copy, yes it costs me money to produce it. And no, I'm not making a fortune out of it. So, if you'd like a copy, all you have to do is to write to me, Dr. Margaret RVC at gmail.com, D R M A R G A R E T R V C at gmail.com, and send me ten dollars through PayPal to that address, make sure your address is very clearly printed, and I'll send you a copy. And then you can write to me, and you can tell me what's happened to you, or how your children have improved. I'm not one to sell things. I'm not a marketer. I don't know about these things. But I was talking to my dad just lately, and my dad is 95, and he said to me, Margaret I've listened to it again I've just walked 10 miles and it's so empowering and I can do anything you got to share it so here I am and I'm sharing it but there's one more thing I want to say to you just this weekend I was working with a little autistic boy and I gave him a crystal I showed him how to do his fingertips he hasn't put that crystal down his mother says He's also listened to you and can do, along with his siblings, his mom and his dad. And they're already reporting back to grandma that everyone has slept and everyone is happy and everyone feels different. And the amazing thing is that her grandson, for the first time in his life, slept through the whole night. He didn't do his autistic thing, which was to wake up every hour and run to mum. So if you have a child that is suffering with some kind of way that the brain isn't working, I don't want to say abnormal because I don't really believe anyone is abnormal, but rather having difficulties finding ways to express themselves, then you might like to get this CD and try it and of course if you don't think it works You know, I'll always give you your money back because it's not about money. It's about helping children. The CD is called You and Can Do. K-A-N-D-O-O. I'm also working on making some more stories so that the children can learn more as they understand and accept that Can Do is there to help them. Well, I've talked a lot I'm not one to promote a great deal but perhaps while you've been listening to me you've been thinking that you might like to go back and listen to some of my other shows and if you do I'll be very grateful. As I said in the beginning I want to really thank all the people that have been listening to my show and have been telling other people about it and I ask you please continue to spread the word Because if you do that, you're helping me teach a lot of people about things that they can help themselves with. So today, if you know someone who has a child that's having difficulties, or you know an adult that's gone through life wondering why they're not able to do a lot of things, like ADD, there are many different things that we can suffer with, then they might like to try you and can do. I know that whatever you decide it'll be the right decision for you yourself. You might even think that you're trying to do a new course and learn something and you're having a difficulty yourself. So you might like to try you and can do as well for that reason. You see, you don't have to be abnormal all you have to do is allow yourself to go back and be that young child again. Be that young child who doesn't have judgment. Be that child that only believes that whatever you do is okay and that there is no reason to be good or bad but rather to just do. So all those faces that said no they don't matter anymore. And all those times you told yourself, I can't. And you made yourself compared with other people. And told yourself in the later years, I'm not good enough. All those things you said, all those ideas, they don't count for anything. When you go back and you think about the first five years of your life. When all you did was accept your life and your existence and try your very best to do everything that was going to make you happy. Now, I know you might say, well, you know, life wasn't so good, my parents divorced, or things happened. But you know what? In spite of all that, or despite all of that, that child part of you is still there that says, I can be happy, I can gurgle and laugh, and I can do whatever I want to do. Yep, even wet your panties. Yep, even spit out and throw up. Yes, all those things that babies do were just normal. So it's time to let yourself go back and pick up from those days where anything you did was okay. And know that you can once again teach yourself, teach the children of today, that who they are is okay and that what they do is fine and that as you encourage them day by day to listen to that inner tiny little voice that spiritual self that's in there saying I'm enjoying myself I'm having fun if you let yourself or you let your friends or you let your child go there and feel that it's going to allow a great deal of positivity to emerge All the things you think you can't do can be done, I know, because I'm a living walking example of practicing what I preach. I had lots of people telling me you can't, but over the years, bit by bit, I persevered because in my spiritual self, I knew I could, and that's why I made You and Can Do, because I know everybody loves to be a child. And everybody loves to enjoy themselves. Well, once again, I want to thank you for listening to me. And I sincerely hope that you will think about getting yourself a copy of You and Can Do. Again, if you'd like one, all you have to do is go to your PayPal account. Type in Doctor Margaret RVC at gmail.com. Give me $10. It'll ask for your address and phone number and things like that. So I can contact you if I need to. And then I can send you a copy as soon as possible. So until then, until I hear from you, or until you come to listen to my show next time, be well, be happy, and feel safe. Because the bottom line is, a young child has always felt safe. It's only when we teach them to be unsafe that they start to look for danger. You don't want to be full of danger anymore. You don't want to be miserable anymore. You want to feel safe. You and Can Do will help you do that. So be safe. Blessings and have a wonderful time.